I knew that was the fucking word you were yes. using. Because <laughs> it was like the most obvious one I could think of. Yeah. So, and I guess with that, uh, we're starting. Woo! Uh, my name is Tyler. My name is Ken. Tony McGuire. <laughs> That's Patrick. That's the... Spilled some water there. <laughs> no, I didn't. We're already off to a raw, raw and good start for <laughs> however many seconds for, uh, we've started. But uh, we watched this week Tinker Taylor, Soldier Spy, based on the John Lacar. Lacare? Lacare. Lacario. No. Uh, novel of the same name. Before we get into it, did we? How much did we hate this movie? I actually like this one. Um, yeah, there was a lot to keep up with, and it was pretty long. Yeah. It's not the some something I'm just gonna be. Hey, I got nothing to do. Let's pop this in. Oh yeah. But I I'd watch this one again. I, I actually enjoyed it. Have to. There's a lot going on. There is. <laughs> and I think I kind of understand what went down. Well, we're gonna we're gonna get to the bottom of today. <gasps> You don't know. Doctor Who. What about you, Patrick? What? Did you like it? It was alright. Good God. <laughs> How much did you hit? It was long, but... Uh, there was some not good, not the good stuff. Movie we you were saying... You it were was one of the better ones that we haven't watched yet, but have. <laughs> I would probably put How it... How long are they keep that <laughs> <up>? <laughs> Forever? Of all the movies that we <laughs> are going to watch... Up until this point, I would put it at number one or number two. Like poop and pee. Which is only been one, so it actually is the worst and the best. At the same time. You were saying earlier you were sad it didn't have as, like, it wasn't action packed. Yeah, anything can use action, though. I don't think this could. It's not really. Well, it, I just wish it was shorter, I think, but there was well, some. Given how many freaking characters there are, yeah. it's kind of. It wouldn't hard. have happened. It wouldn't have been. Um, I like this movie i don't love it uh i think there's a lot going on um i'm sure that can be credited to the novel they had a little bit more time to expound on things but uh it is different to the degree of there's really no character development at all no one really evolves as a result of this <laughs> we, uh... it's just sort of a straightforward spy story oh well you could almost say the story is secondary because I, I, I'm, I'm drawn more to the characters, even though, like I said, they don't really develop at all. Um, there's some standouts, uh, but you were going to say, Patrick. Can we go ahead and give our stars out before we start? No. <laughs> got to say that for the end. You gotta, why? You got you to gotta tease the people. People stop listening. Yeah. They know the ratings. I don't know why you, why do you, actually tell me why you want to do it. I don't know. Just, we just said whether we liked it or not. No, because sometimes, uh, there's no reason. I just want to do one it. Before, uh, your opinions change during the discussion. I know we could do it before and after. I don't want to. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this film opens with Jim Predew, played by Armstrong, <laughs> and he's knocking on a door. Yeah. And guess who he's going to talk to? Who isn't he going to talk to? Yeah, I don't remember the opening. <laughs> <laughs> Does he, it go straight to him he's going his, to meet the guy? Yeah, yeah. Um, this movie also there's some aspects of it. There's a lot of flashbacks, so yeah, we uh, struggle with that at the beginning, but start, started to kind of figure it out. I neglected to open my page of fun facts before we started recording, so I'm now waiting on it to load. Um, 
But yeah, he's going to go talk. He has a very sort of clandestine meeting with Control, who's the head of British intelligence, yeah. essentially, um, called the Circus. Yes. It makes sense because he was a doctor. Why didn't, they, why didn't they tie that in? That would have been pretty cool. Spoilers. The other movie hadn't come out yet, so. Don't worry, he's a doctor. Can't leave that dead air there for everyone to boo. <laughs> it's very sad attempt at it. I don't know what you were going for there. Uh, Control asks him if he's been followed, and Frida's like, nope. I'm the best. Uh, and they decide to um, have a discussion. I, I did notice that uh, Control's room's a little bit messy. Yeah. He's been obsessing about something. Um, it looks he everywhere. A, he has a mission for Fridu. Oh my god, this, this, I'm glad I have this in front of me, because I got to do this characters. Uh, Control's played by John Hurt, by the way. Uh, and he needs to go... Uh, Frido needs to go talk to, or he has a mission to go to. Hungary. Dang. Hungary? Budapest. Budapest. Did you say Hungary? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, where's that at? <laughs> Near Hungary. <laughs> I was going to let that one slide. I heard what you said. I knew it was wrong. <laughs> um... You know. <laughs> uh, okay, my, my freaking notes finally came up. Uh, it starts with the sweatiest of waiters. Oh, yeah. man. He's I knew he was evil nervous. right from the get-go. Not evil, just incompetent. <laughs> that's not me. That's not me. I mean, his... Uh... But we are getting ahead, because uh, the mission is... Um, he needs to get some information from a Hungarian general. Um, <laughs> where is that country again? <laughs> Near Hungary. <laughs> sandwich between something or is it just a little tiny city? Is that, no, it's the, is that where Budapest is? It's one of those city states. Uh, and what is the information? There's a mole. Mole. No, he just says treasure at first, even though he's oh, I got, there is in fact a mole. <laughs> I got really excited when they said there was treasure and then it wasn't actually treasure. I was like, I mean, oh. it's kind of treasure. This is the age of information, after all. Um, one complaint, not really, I guess not a complaint, but a nitpick. This movie takes place in the 70s but it's presented in a way that makes it seem like it's in the 50s particularly <laughs> all the music they listen to and <laughs> but that's neither here nor there neither here nor there but um yeah there's a mole and it's right at the top of the circus there's a rotten apple and yeah. we gotta get it because it stinks pew, pew, pew. um and i have clips but i'm probably gonna forget because i'm also trying to retain the information there's a lot of it. Yeah. So we go to the meeting, which is at an outdoor cafe in Budapest, where we meet Ken's favorite character, the sweaty waiter. Sweaty waiter. Ugh. That guy lets a drop hit the table from his face. It's a big old one, too. Yeah. And it's like, it's just screaming, I'm undercover. And he's like, here's your coffee. <laughs> I didn't sweat it, I bet. No, do it in a Hungarian accent, Ken. I don't know that is. <laughs> here's your coffee. <laughs> Uh, Mario. This is kind of a terrible trap setup because there are lots of there are legitimate like just pedestrians there, nope. <laughs> as we find out. Yeah, because there's like a woman nursing a breastfeeding. Baby and... <laughs> <laughs> what? 
It's just nursing. And then you just go there and stay breastfeeding. But only breastfeeding. <laughs> that was the thing. You stopped the conversation. I was saying it at the same time. Yeah. So you need to, so you're saying it as if you were correcting me. No, like I, I didn't know you were going to say it. I, We happened to say it at the same time. Yeah. And this general's supposed to give him who the mole is. And he's eating this... Uh, Weird sandwich. Like, I had problems with that. It was like toast that. with like pickles on it or something. It was like brown mushrooms. <laughs> I was not having they it. lots of toast in this movie. <laughs> kind of made me crave it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's probably some sort of Hungarian snack. Yeah, I don't remember what the name of it is. But because uh, it's not on this. <laughs> I've never been there. Huh? Um, and Predu's like, I'm going to say like a lot. Like I always do. <laughs> uh, when would I meet you? When would I meet your friend? That was Batman. That's not Mark Strong. <laughs> um, in the context, like, any minute now. It's, he's coming. He'll yeah, be here sure. right now. <laughs> You'll definitely be him. immediately, like, says if something's wrong, and he just gets up to leave. I think he's like, excuse me, or something like that. Shit really bad. <laughs> she said that. Uh, before he gets a few more steps, by the way, he runs out and shoots him. Uh, but he misses the first time, and he hits the nursing mom. Uh, and the baby's still eating. It was really weird. The baby didn't know. His mom's dead. Uh, the second shot hits Redu. Yeah. Yep. He falls down. Ooh. Uh, I guess we're supposed to assume he's dead. I thought yeah. he was. There's As a lot we'll get into that later. Um, and right now we're then we're go right to British intelligence. I'm just gonna start saying the circus. Uh, where control is? I guess. Um, he's like. Well, earlier when he sent him, he was like, make sure. This goes well because they want my head. Like, if yeah. this doesn't go well, it's going to be bad for me. Yeah. And then it goes really, really bad. <laughs> and he's like, it went really bad I got for me. Fired. <laughs> you are the weakest link. <laughs> uh, yeah, he gets sacked, as the British like to say. Um, and he's in, he's, I guess he's essentially signing his resignation um, with uh, Aline. I guess it's yes. just a person because his last name's hard to say. Played by Toby Jones. Um, Who's like, I wish I could have done more and uh, control. You did all you could. And this is one of my favorite early parts where uh, Percy's like, well, what about Smiley? And Gary Oldman's just sitting there and control yeah. says, Smiley's leaving with me. <laughs> and it reads as if Smiley did not get a input into nope. this situation or he wasn't told about it beforehand. Even though... Um, he probably knew, yeah. like everyone just assumed he had figured it out already, because <laughs> that's what he does. But yeah, it would have been nice, like, hey, do you want to get a job together and I decide to quit? I'm going to be like, can your kids come with me? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> um, this is uh, Gary Oldman. This was his first ever Academy Award nomination for this movie, which I know about. I guess you know who Gary Oldman is since you said his name. Uh, I'd say. One of the best character actors we got going around now, and he's in everything. Yeah, he pops up a lot. White Samuel L. Jackson, um, and he's really great, like chameleon-wise, like great variety of work. And um, it's kind of surprising that this was his first <laughs> ever nomination because he's really good in this movie, but it's not automatically like, oh yeah, yeah. Other than the um, speech he gives later, Patrick, put your phone away, please. I'll tell you what movies he's in. <laughs> Just ask me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Grandma. Look up Gary Oldman. Hmm. Do you know uh, Park Chan Wook, the director of Old Boy? One of 
the original favorites to direct this? I they bet it would have been different. <laughs> I don't know about that. Because uh, Tomas Alfredson directed it, um, and he directed um, one of my favorite movies, uh, Let the Right One In. It's a vampire movie. Uh, Swedish vampire movie. Um, and I thought he did... What? I just said which one was that? Let the Right One In? Yeah. It's a movie set place takes place in Sweden in the 1980s. It's about two kids. One of them is a vampire. It's sort of a love story. Really good. Um, there's an American remake, which is also really good, which is kind of surprising. That is surprising. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and I guess as my first fun fact, uh, Tomas based the environment on his first impressions of London when he first visited the town in the 1970s of brown and gray palette shadows and uncovered light bulbs and dirty streets which really get the sense of, of London being an unpleasant place in this movie um, if you see London now and at that time it's two different cities today it's a white city and it was black it was so dirty and you could still feel the war all around because you know obviously the war yeah pew, pew. was still around when did that movie 30 20 years before well they started <laughs> before us I was thinking in terms of stupid American <laughs> they were in the war way before we were World War Two, that is the sequel. Um, and one more before we get back to the plot, because we're going to be here a while at this rate. Uh, this uh, the title for the movie is taken from an English children's rhyme. I kind of got the feeling that they were referencing something. Which is sort of what, it's the equivalent to our eating meme. I don't know. How's it going? It's Tinker, Tailor, Soldier, Sailor, Rich Man, Poor Man, Beggar Man, Flea. Um, they replaced yes Sailor, but that's a plot point because uh, it sounds too much like. Greater, yeah. Our soldier is what sounds too much like that. Something to that effect. Yeah. We'll get to it. <laughs> in this thing. Uh, also, they took eighteen months for them to find the right actor for George Smiley. And they were about to give up until they someone <laughs> threw out Gary Oldman. <laughs> it took them eighteen months. <laughs> what <is> this guy? <laughs> this really talented man. Uh, so yeah. Another thing about this, uh, not I'm not calling for affirmative action or anything, but it is kind of a shame that there's not more strong female parts in it. Um, there's really only two I remember. Um, like I said, though, that's not like a complaint. It's just sort of a shame. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I guess you could argue that's of the time where women can be secretaries and they were. alcoholics or things to be killed to make a character feel sad, Yeah, which all the cases are in this movie. So yeah, a Smiley and Control get they quit essentially, and we have a little montage. The titles, which Jesus, we're just at the titles. Uh, <laughs> Smiley, I guess, going about his retirement, forced retirement of swimming in the river. Yep. He visits his eye doctor. There's probably toast. There is toast, but not by Smiley. Did he? What? I was just celebrating. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I'm trying to remember. Or I guess we also get some glimpses of what goes on at the circus day to day. Secretaries. Yeah. Files. Moving around. Tapes. Meetings. <laughs> and then in a montage, we see Control dies. Yeah. In his hospital. Or he fell out of his hospital bed, I guess. Huh. Um, Played all four. You were getting a drink. Oh, was that when I was mm-hmm. in the kitchen? <laughs> I was wondering when he died. I was so lost around the movie. Um, Smiley returns to his house and he finds a w- little wooden wedge 
is still secure on the door frame, so he knows that no one yeah. has entered. That's important later. Yes. Um, yeah. And he sees a letter addressed to Anne Smiley, who we can assume is his wife, though we don't see her. Yeah. Mm -mm. Um, we'll find that out later, too. Now we have to add a new character, uh, Undersecretary Oliver Lacon, who's eating that toast. Yeah. Played by Butter Simon McBurney. That part was funny. Well, I don't know if you recognize or not, but he was in the latest Mission Impossible. Um, I think that was where you thought you saw him. That's what I thought. Mask Man. And then he's like, he's the bad guy in the movie. He wasn't actually Got a bad it. guy, though. Yeah. He was just sort of an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> like he in this one. I guess he's just good at playing uh, uh, bureaucratic morons. Uh, and he is meeting with uh, Percy and... The uh, Bland, Roy Bland, yeah. uh, who is Soldier, who will become Soldier, who will be named Soldier later, but uh, played by Siri Hines, who is in Game of Thrones and lots of other things, but really all I can talk about is Game of Thrones. Uh, Did you hear that? I didn't. He plays uh, Mance Raider, the oh, yeah, you know, leader of the Wildlings. Um, huh. He's in Harry Potter as well, uh, Dumbledore's brother. Uh, Percy. <laughs> Requires funding for a top-secret operation. Witchcraft. 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 And money. And money, yeah. That's what I just said. Funding for. Lots of it, though. <laughs> you didn't say lots of it. You just said <laughs> money after I said funding. <laughs> Patrick. Uh, <laughs> Go buy yourself a house. <laughs> uh, look, I can't remember his name. Lacan. Uh, I'll say Oliver. Uh, asks why he needs the money. Or why he can't request the funding through the usual channels. Don't worry about it. And he needs to protect his Soviet source, is what he says. Um, but he needs the money specifically for the mole house, a, a townhouse that nobody knows the address to, <laughs> where he can meet his contact. Oh yeah, because he's like a uh, Soviet contact. We can buy nukes. Why can't we buy this house? Yeah, uh, that's not how it works. So. And uh, Oliver's eating that toast pretty good is uh i think it's about the time they're like no we really need this funding and then it cuts to back to him and he's just buttering up some toast and like not paying attention to him yeah, british in that toast dude gotta eat it you got to yeah. motherfucker uh put beans on it usually though right i mean they do he wasn't in this instance though i would i would eat that mm. beans and toast sounds good I'll go to England then. Uh, let's see here. I'm losing this. I gotta. Have, I'm sorry, listener. Oh, I have to have this in front of me, otherwise I will get lost because the Wikipedia page is not satisfactory. <laughs> uh, he doesn't want to give him money because of the disaster in Budapest, essentially. Is, uh, it did not go good. Um, and that the Prime Minister is unhappy with the Secret Service right now um, and because the reputation has suffered. Cause, uh, no. We're at a point in English history where they're no longer the great empire anymore. America and the Soviet Union is, are essentially the two. Are they also considered Secret Service? What? Are they also considered Secret Service? Who? You said Secret Service. Yeah. The Secret Service, you know, the MI6. Oh. Spying they, around. They call themselves the Secret Service. Well. That's uh, what I was trying to clear up. Uh. British intelligence is essentially still a leaky ship, so um, I guess they eventually get the money, obviously. But um, after they leave, 
he gets a call from Ricky Tar. Yeah. The Tar Man. Yeah. Played by Tom Hardy. Yeah. He gets a call from a phone booth, but he'll, he'll play a, late, a point later. Um, then we go to uh, Benedict Cumbersnatch, who plays Peter Gwillem. Yeah. Who um, was his boss. Yeah, who's like his, I guess his overseer. Who was the only guy. Sort of like his handler. Yeah. And that was the only guy that the undersecretary guy was supposed to go talk to about it. So I'm going to play the clip of uh, Benedict Cumberbatch's uh, introduction because uh, we need women to check in and I guess <laughs> the ladies like Benedict Cumberbatch. So here we go. Got clearance for that. Well, I'm not bloody chaining it up outside. Mind you, probably no better off in here with this bunch of bloody cutthroats having gulled out of your teeth. Well, I pop down and catch a glimpse of the new girl before Blam gets there. Oh, yes. Belinda the Blonde. Has he seen her yet? Of course he has. Came down first thing this morning. Belinda. He's hanging out with his bicycle. <laughs> Alright, so that was uh, Peter talking to um, Bill Hayden, played by Colin Firth. Um, most charming, voted most charming man alive by someone, I assume, because he's, <laughs> you know, he knows how to wear a turtleneck, as Liz Lemon says uh, <laughs> on the hit show 30 Rock. Uh, yeah, they, they were just sort of ogling Belinda, the blonde. Um, yep. You get, do you get to bring your bicycle into work? Like inside so. the building? <laughs> I wish. Ride around, ringing the bell. You sound pretty much like fun with it too. What? Do you have to ride your bicycle to work? To work? Into the building. No, there's like a turnstile. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> uh, then uh, Peter goes to his office and uh, I guess Smiley is calling him, correct? I After think... hitting every single point. Which <laughs> uh, I... uh, go ahead. I don't know. I <laughs> think... <laughs> <laughs> I don't really. I thought that's when they just set up the idea that he's gonna help them. Yeah, I think you. I think that's right. Peter and Smiley essentially team up. They go to tag team Lacan's house, and mm -hmm. uh, he tells them that he got a phone call from Ricky Tar. Yeah, and uh, Ricky was like, "There's a mole at the top of the Secret Service, the Look. service, and the mole has been there for years." Yeah. Secret Service. Um, do you guys? <laughs> I guess it hasn't been laid out at this point, but did you assume who did you know who it was? The mall? Yeah. No way. Nah. Were you on the edge of your seat? I like I kinda started to be, and then as it kinda went along, I was like, I'm probably <laughs> gonna be wrong if I try and figure it out. So I'll just keep on getting information as the movie gives it to me. I figured it'd be Toby just because he always looks like an evil person. Toby from the office. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Toby Jones, the actor. Yeah. So Percy. Percy uh, line. Uh, Smiley is why he's been selected is essentially he's outside the family now so now that he's retired there's not going to be any eyes on him and uh, Lacan's like you need to catch him to protect your legacy essentially um, and uh, he only wants the job if Peter will join him which I guess Peter seemed fine with I couldn't really tell I don't remember off the top of my head if he was fine with it or not what do you think um, would you take the job he asked to buy time as he was looking to see where he was <laughs> on his notes. If I had to. <laughs> <laughs> they said something to get him 
like he wasn't going to take the job and then they said something to like not trick him into taking it but the guy definitely knew like oh after i give you this piece of information like this will be irresistible to you um funny not really funny but uh, since the director he directed uh let the right one in they called this film on the set get the wrong one out <laughs> to them all. this is also his first english language film. so you know props to him for that what are you doing being the dot boy um his first task is to get into control of the flat and take it away patrick the flat mm-hmm. what do they know what do they see there they walk in and he's like we stinky cover up those flyers from going to my nose holes and he walks in the lights are out and there are a whole bunch of documents a whole bunch of documents there's a, Maps. There's a pretty big thing in the middle of the chess mm-hmm. pieces with with pictures. pictures and names on taped to the pieces who's on the board what <laughs> the board is a chessboard. yeah but whose faces are on the pieces Percy. Percy. Smile. Yeah, Smiley has one. It's the very last one you see. Yeah. He's a queen. <gasps> but bland. Uh, bland. Yeah. Bland. And Esther House. Esther House, yeah. which is, yeah. Hayden. Hayden. <laughs> you don't have to repeat me. Like, you know what I like, you know. <laughs> it's like all the big boys in the circus. Yeah. Basically, all the guys who are in the meeting. At the very beginning. All the guys we've already seen is pretty much on there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, I'm not going to ask you guys to say who's which piece because that would be a pointless endeavor for uh, all of us. Smiles is the queen. And I think Percy. Smiley, not Smiles. <laughs> <laughs> I think Percy was a rook. It doesn't matter. And then he tapes a new one. To the next the one was a knight. Maiden's a bishop and Alwine's the castle. Um, so yeah, I got. Then Smiley remembers a meeting where Alwine talked about Operation Wishcraft and his new yeah. top secret Soviet contact and, and complained that the secret... Th- that they the went Soviets. around Control and Smiley's back to get it set up. Mm-hmm. And Control did not like that. Yeah. Um, it's like, everybody out! And then Smiley was like, I'm still here. But you knew that. <laughs> One of my favorite <laughs> things about Gary Oldman's performance in this is... On top of just sort of being, he doesn't talk, I guess, for the first eighteen minutes, which uh, some of that effect. But he's so calculated in everything that he does. Like when they first come to pick him up, like he's just watching TV, and there's just a knock on the door, and he just sort of slowly turns. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like he's never surprised in the movie at, at all. Really, um, he's only emotional like once or twice. Um, I did like that. Like you got the feeling he. He knew what he was doing like the whole time, and he like you. Could, everyone knew he was really good at his job, yeah. and he knew he was really good at his job, mm-hmm. and he was just like, "I'm going to do a good job." Yeah, and it's not like oh, he's not an action actioning guy either. He's just a you know old fashioned spy boy. Yeah, did you scoff at me? No, I laughed. <laughs> you scoff at the achievements of <laughs> Smiley. Oh, I thought it was funny. Um, they get control stuff. Um, back to the hotel that they're staying at. Um, they recruit another guy, but I don't remember his name. I mean, he's important because uh, he's a he, beekeeper. Yeah. Uh, that's not important, but I remember him because he's a beekeeper. 
He was basically Smiley's like outside the organization contact mm-hmm. who he kept on kind of like placing around to like keep an eye on people Trust or like yeah. And I wish I remembered. Oh, uh Roger Lloyd Peck, maybe that might be his, the actor's name. He's in Harry Potter as well and um he plays Barty Crouch Sr. in Goblet of Fire. Uh But uh <laughs> I had to look it up. So, yeah, guys, point your fingers at me. <laughs> I guess I had to look that up cuz uh not 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 talking to you two because i know you two don't care but uh yeah i I mean he's important so i guess it's good to have him on the table because it's really funny he only did like three or four things but they are all like super important things yeah um trying to remember where i was now um he's looking at the he sets up the chessboard this exact way control did um and the white queen says uh carla on it yeah Uh, but there's no photograph the russian Soviet. Uh, At this point, you say yeah, Soviet. Soviet. Um, like main. He's basically of... the Smiley equivalent on yeah. the uh, Russian. Well, I guess he's in charge there, but he's essentially Smiley's nemesis, yeah. so to speak. Uh, and the Carla trilogy in the books is the back and forth between them. Um, uh, Smiley asks uh, Peter to go to the circus. Yes. Um, to get records on all recently retired staff. Um, as well as a list of payments to the a reptile fund, I believe is what yeah. it's called. Um, I remember that stood out because it was a funny name. And uh, he goes at night when there are less people around, and he notices that uh, Esther House uh, is hanging around like a little weirdo, uh, speaking Hungarian on the phone. Yeah. And uh, Roy Bland is also uh, speaks Hungarian. Mm-hmm, is heading up on to the rooftop for some sort of secret meeting. Yeah. Um. And then he uh, he return he takes the stuff back to the hotel, and um, Smiley's looking through them, and there's a lot of people that say, there's a lot of things that say retired. Uh, he look he's looking through the files and he notices a bunch of retired quote unquote uh, uh, underneath him and yeah uh, control basically after control and him got kicked out like more people got kicked out mm-hmm. now that to... Percy and everyone was in charge. Yeah, size I go speak to Kinsacks. Who used to work at the circus. Yeah. Yes. And um, before that, um, we cut to Percy again. He's meeting with uh, Lacan and the minister at the, the racquetball courts, I guess. I don't know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, That part was funny. <laughs> I really want to take my meetings in a suit in a freaking... <laughs> locker room <laughs> a bunch of naked old british men around uh, and somehow he made that a power play <laughs> Alline, uh he says he's uh been keeping his soviet contact under wraps and uh testify and he basically they've gotten that, enough good information mm-hmm. he wants to use that to get in contact with the americans mm-hmm. so that they can start working with the americans mm-hmm. with the information they're bringing and get information from the americans right. see how freaking God. (laughs) Now back to Smiley, who's paying a visit to old Connie Money Sacks. I feel like at this point we've probably had one of the like old timey party flashbacks. Uh, it's during this scene. Okay, all right. Um, Jump the gun a little bit. Uh, well, right after this scene, I should say. Uh, and uh, Connie's happy to see Smiley, and she's also super horny. Um, Yeah, she is. Well, she's like living in a, a house with a bunch of teenagers, I think. We're also making out and doing it. <laughs> she was watching. And they're all actors and stuff. Yeah, uh, she's like 
like uh, I'm severely underfucked. <laughs> and Smiley is very uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> He's pretty much immediately like, so about you getting retired. <laughs> um, yeah. I'm looking at something real quick. Again, just another Smiley thing that I liked of him just being like, I'm good at my job and I'm going to do a good job and that's it. I think there was like a joke when she got sacked about her last name. Probably. Your sack, Connie, sacks. Well, I think they waited until after she had like put her things in the box and everything. Eh? As she walked out. Eh. <laughs> and George is like, "You want some? I brought you some alcohol." And she's like, well, "Doctor said it. no." Naughty, naughty George. <laughs> and yeah, she brings just... up his ex-wife, and he immediately changes. The <laughs> yep. <laughs> she didn't deserve you, George. Not like me. <laughs> like, why are we sitting on your? Um, so he asks her why she left the the service right after he did and um just like i had to got fired no choice (laughs) because um, she she was keeping an eye on the russian cultural attache named polly polyakov yeah polyakov she was getting obsessed uh, but with good reason when he arrived in london 15 years earlier she um asked to have him checked out essentially and he was perfect. He didn't do anything wrong. Mm-hmm. He was too perfect. She had heard the rumors that Carla had a, a set up a secret cell to handle moles, and she thought that Polyakov, you know, might be that person. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, while she was watching like videotape of a parade, she noticed uh, that a supposed civilian Polyakov received a covert salute from another officer. I don't know why he just did that. Like they could see. <laughs> I just I, saluting. Go to your room. Just me and Patrick now. Well, let's redo this podcast and we'll call it Two Boys at a Table. Ken, what are you doing back? I, I, timeout's over. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> you only get a couple of shots, though. <laughs> the mouth. Of what? Alcohol. <laughs> um, the, the salute essentially indicates that he's a military guy. Um, and then, like, why is he hiding that, um, essentially? I yeah, think that's a lot in this one. Because everything's very subtle in this movie. Uh, yeah. It doesn't really... It never, like, spoon-feeds you There's anything. a lot going on. Mm-hmm. And everything... A lot of stuff's not explicitly said either. Yeah. Um, you kind of have to use context clues from what they do give you to mm-hmm. be like, oh, okay, that means this. Yeah, right. So she showed the video to Percy, mm-hmm. who instead of taking her concern <laughs> seriously just said you're obsessed kid stop it get out of it stop it <laughs> stop it shoot <laughs> uh, she was fired um and uh she essentially said the old circus got, is gone now so you know what does it matter anymore uh and then she starts looking through her old photographs of the old circus team and she's pulls I guess one that's of note is one of Predu who was involved in the scene at the beginning yeah and Bill Hayden who were inseparable, and I guess the, the book and in this, they sort of imply that there was a romantic sort of thing between them. You could also interpret it as they were just really good friends, too. Um, but Bill Hayden is bisexual and confirmed in this, so take, yeah. leave that as you will, um, or interpret that as you will. And she's just looking through some photographs, and there's one of Control as a younger guy, and um, she says, uh, that was a good time. And George is like, that was the war. <laughs> <laughs> and she replies, a real war. 
Englishmen could be proud then. <laughs> Which, uh, also something I enjoy about this movie, because earlier, um, what's his name? Uh, I can't remember. It's the forgettable one, because he doesn't do a lot in the movie. Uh, Bland. <laughs> Where, you know, this is the new trenches now of just spying, essentially. It's yeah. not like honorable wars anymore, quote-unquote. Um, and you get that Cold War paranoia in this movie where everyone has a secret and no one can really say what they mean yeah um and uh smiley decides to leave after that and she says it's bad yeah don't, don't come, come back. back i want to remember the good times yeah um which i guess leads her to that then because yeah, he did not once. come back <laughs> <laughs> probably for more than one reason spoilers <laughs> it was bad <laughs> uh, then we go to the flashback of the christmas party did you guys see anyone else on party? No. They were spiking that punch. They were. <laughs> Control First was very got, disappointed as a guy about alcohol. Basically a pussy. <laughs> <laughs> like, I followed your recipe, asshole. <laughs> a, lot of, like, a lot of groping and, you know, <laughs> general just a lot of uh, human resources nightmares yeah. going on at the old circus. Uh, I don't think it was in this part, but... I thought it was kind of funny there. So it was a Christmas party, and for their Santa, they had a guy come out who was Santa, but he had like a communist star yeah, on his face. Yeah, a linen mask on. Yeah, uh, that's yeah, that's later. Um, I was like, that seems like a pretty yeah, uh, what like a spy Christmas party. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> we can't find the tab. <laughs> what is that? An ad opened up on the page that I was on. Like, <laughs> For what? I don't know. I just had to get rid of it. <laughs> Sounded interesting. <laughs> More interesting than this movie? Depends. <laughs> I feel like I'm a spy trying to unravel what happened in the movie. I know. I don't yeah. even think we're halfway through it yet. <laughs> we might have to split this up into two. Uh, Say so we speed along. There's absolutely no way to speed it along. It's <laughs> a freaking dense movie. Uh if you want to speed it along, you direct it then. Done. Movie over. No. Spice caught. Mole caught. I'm going to turn the sound off. Fuck that. Get that pesky hat decides to open up again. Sorry, listener at home and abroad. All <laughs> around in space. Uh, he kisses his wife, Anne, on the cheek, too. We, don't, we never see Anne's face. And mm. she's sort of eyeballing Hayden. Just go Hayden. Yeah, because like obviously though he's like looking at her in the background, and then Smiley turns around to see what Smiley sees. Yeah, Smiley sees her looking at him. Yeah, and then he smiles at him, and then Smiley knows. He doesn't know. He's getting suspicious. Uh Suspicious. We learn later at the same party. Patrick's doing a tongue thing because he's a sex pest. Uh, Back at headquarters, (laughs) uh, (laughs) more uh, files are being yes sent up in an elevator locked in a safe um, and then someone removes those files and they take those files to a, in a, well they put them in a briefcase to a Russian X-Files I don't know what he's saying uh, just ignore it everyone in the whole world <laughs> <laughs> uh, Peter comes to the hotel the next day and he says he found a request for a thousand dollars or a thousand pounds I should say yeah <laughs> and he has to stay up all night fund, to find it uh, from the reptile fund uh, made out to Predu Two months after he was dead. Yeah, after he was killed in Hungary. Cut Why to is he getting money a, then? A, chubber, a chubster boy. It's, it says chubby boy. And it's <laughs> uh, looking out the window of his classroom, and he sees a caravan in 
front of the school that he's at. Ooh, we're getting close to my favorite part. The Dow? Yep. His name is Bill. Yep. Yeah. Well, me, uh, but before that, uh, we do learn his name is Bill, because all Bills are good, as Preview <laughs> says. Because uh, Bill Hayden made a connection there. They were friends. Bills, Bills are good. Bill, now the science guy. Bill Clinton. No, that's Clinton a bad one. <laughs> what? What? Bill Clinton's a good Bill. Oh, he did some questionable things, though. Like what? Cheating on his wife. Yeah, but he's a good president. It's not worth getting kicked out of office for that, though. Uh, Bill Goldberg. He's a decent guy. Yeah. Anymore. I almost said Bill Cosby. I was like, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> not all Bills are good. <laughs> Not all bills are good, Preview. <laughs> Liar. Good. This is well. This is before Bill Cosby. No, Bill Cosby was around in the seventies. He was a stand-up then. Dang it. <laughs> <laughs> he was probably like peak creeper. Actually, that didn't stop for a while. But you know, Bill Ingvall is a comedian guy. <laughs> the best Bill comedian now. <laughs> <laughs> Heard it here first. Um, so he, uh, he's. I guess he's their new teacher. And he introduces himself as, or he's a substitute teacher. And his alias is? Hunchback of Notre Dame. Seor Andy. Oh. But yeah, the but, kids are being douches. Yeah. And I don't know why, him. though. Because he had like a hunt, because he got shot in his shoulder. He had, it like, wasn't that like, bad, though. Um, jerk kids. See, all the kids are making fun of him. So when he's handing out, the, when the books are being passed out, then all of a sudden an owl comes out of the ship. Swoosh! on fire. <laughs> scared the fuck out of me. I saw it in the theater because I had no idea. And so it's running around the... It's, it's around freaking the out because it's on fire. The fire is like catching up and all the kids are freaking out. And it's flying around. And it flies over by the teacher. He whacks it. He whacks it. No, he doesn't whack it like a baseball bat. He just smacks it down on the ground. And then he breaks his neck. Yeah, because obviously... And all the kids are freaking out. Yeah. It's that spy training for you, man. Yeah. Um, he's Later, he's shining his shoes. Um, and then the bill. It just says chubby kid. <laughs> <laughs> They're not lying. Uh, the, <laughs> uh, bill Roach is his name. He's, Roach. he's new to the school. Uh, and Preview asks, what are you good at? Nothing, sir. Looking. You're a good watcher. Us loners. I've been watching Arlo. What do you interpret that meaning? Karen, I don't have a lot of time to like ask you guys about <laughs> scenes because there's so much. We're, we're just almost at the halfway point now. He's observant. I assumed it was him being like, uh, just kind of his default thing is like, uh, I'm like he, he's such a spy, like it's still ingrained into him. So he immediately saw like a potential recruit type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, like, okay, like, I got nothing better to do. I'll teach this kid how to be good at something. Right. Um, um, I, I only kind of come back to that because later on he is like, after a whole bunch of stuff is going terribly for him, <laughs> <laughs> he kind of seemed to be like, leave me alone. Like, don't talk to me. Like, don't. I'll lead you down the life of being a spy. That's near the end. Yeah. Uh, back to Percy, who's just had a meeting with the American del- an American delegate. Yeah. He's and like, ooh, we're going to do so much trading. Yeah. So much gold. So much money. So quick, much. Quick scene. Just, I'm glad I have this spoiler in front of me because I would have forgotten all about that. Uh, <laughs> uh, then we're back to Smiley. Who notices? Guess we set it up. 
That little wedge is uh, Yep, fell down. Yeah. That's why he's in his house. It's on the ground. They in. don't know about the wedge. Yeah. And he goes in, sort of, he doesn't even pull his gun out or anything, but his head out of which, the key. Which, again, I did, like, another him just being like, ah, I see what's going on here. <laughs> yeah, forgot the wedge. You missed the wedge. So he didn't know about it. He wedge. just forgot. And, um... Ricky's like, you're trying to kill me. <laughs> uh, the He's like, who? Innocent, <laughs> but, uh, and I needed to see you. And there's a woman. Um, and I need you to trade for her to get to, to get her back from Carla. Her name is... Flashback. Arena. So then we hear his story of... I guess we can try to speed through this one. I have a clip for it. Uh, but uh, essentially, Ricky was attached. He was sent to go get a potential... Russian defector. Defector. Boris in Istanbul. He saw instantly... Not Constantinople. Not Constantinople. They might be trying to stop him. He, um, he immediately was like, that guy's not going to work. Mm-hmm. But then he was supposed to spy on him some more. And then... I did like his line of... Uh, <laughs> he noticed... He noticed that uh, he was like pretending to be drunk. Yeah. That he yeah. was a fake defector, essentially. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> or like and, and he wasn't good at his job like <laughs> <laughs> so he was about to pass it off and yeah he notices that he's living with his common-in-law wife Irina, yeah. who is played by because she's like one of the more prominent yeah female connie sacks played by kathy burke by the way good british actress um uh oh god it's a for it's a name uh <laughs> russian name uh Svetlana Kochinkova. That's pretty, pretty reasonable sounding. Svetlana. The real car arena. That's her name. <laughs> um, and um, he, he's been, Boris has been beating on her. Yeah. Because he's a pretty unfaithful one. Ricky's and watching this on his binoculars. He was cheating on her too. Yeah, in like the next room. Yeah. We saw his wee wee. What's that noise? <laughs> the noise your penis makes? That's wee wee noise. I think after we hit like an hour and ten, we'll probably take a break. Um, we probably won't stop recording, but to take a veil off. But we want to make this digestible, so <laughs> we'll. This will probably. This is going to be a two parter, right? Or the starter. Yeah, hmm? the second two parter of the first time. <laughs> what are we at now? We're at almost at an hour, and we're just about to be halfway through the movie so yeah we're gonna split this into two um but we're not gonna stop recording <laughs> or are we audience you don't know yeah uh so take up he goes over to the building next door and uh i think this would have been as <laughs> of a challenge for him if she had just been an, uh, an ugly man <laughs> yes <laughs> very pretty um his character also seems like, yeah, if it had been an ugly man, he would have just been like, ah, oh, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he pretends to be like a businessman looking for a holiday romance. and they She doesn't buy it, but she goes with him. Yeah, well, he spends some time <laughs> developing like a relationship with her. And um, yeah, she, she knows who he is. <laughs> and she's like, I know who you are. I want to talk to your boss. I have, I have all the secrets. To trade. All the something secrets. big. Big, she big wants a new life in the West. Long. And um, he uh, telegraphs headquarters. And no one responds initially. And he tells her, like, well, I'm just going to play this scene. Because uh, since we're splitting it into two, we have time for it. Let me put the sound on, audience at home. 
Something bigger, yeah, so they'll something, something. actually respond to me. And she gives him a little something, something, you know what I'm saying? Sex. Um, and uh, she tells him the secret. Yeah. After that. And he said he wouldn't give any of the details. So, so okay, I'll keep it safe. Until she got her deal. Yeah. And uh, he returns to the British safe house where he seems to have a very adverse, uh, very adverse relationship with his partner there. Also... Sorry, real fast. Uh, there's at least one time when uh, Smiley is caught off guard, and hopefully I'll remember it when we get back to it later. Yeah. Something we're talking about now reminded me. I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah. It would have been funny if, like, he had just so, had, like, like, he had told him graphic details about them having sex and just come back to Smiley. Yeah, yeah. It's like, can we skip that part? <laughs> well, it's important to the story. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, back to his base with his partner that doesn't get along. Um, and uh, he tells Smiley, I was just one of, he calls himself a headhunter essentially because he's one of yeah. the guys that they send to do the dirty jobs. Yeah, not, the jobs nobody wants. Yeah, dirty Dan. So he was excited essentially to get this big nugget yeah. of information. He was actually going to do something cool because mm-hmm. it concerned a double agent, which is you know always a pretty big deal. And, um, and he waited for a reply from headquarters for yeah. hours. And there was no response until they finally said something back. In the morning, and yeah, it just says we read you. And he's like, "What?" Doesn't make any, doesn't make any sense. <laughs> it's like they were like they're stalling for something. <laughs> um, and then the Russians start moving, and uh, he goes back, and he sees that his his jerk coworker has had his throat slit, and his eyes stabbed, and yeah, he was not having a good day. And he tries to dead. call Arena, but there's no answer. And, and she... Um, she finds the other British agent in her bathtub. Yeah. Um, disemboweled. And guts are hanging out. Yeah. And the Russians break in and attack her. Yep. And they get her in a stretcher and... Um, Ship her off on a boat. Yep. Uh, Ricky just misses her. Yep. Uh, unfortunately. And um, he finishes by saying, like, I've done a lot of bad things in my life. But I can't stop thinking about her. I've got to try to get her out. Because I guess that is in love with her or something. Yeah. <laughs> Time for love in this movie. I'm uh, feeling it or something. I don't care. Shitty 70s decor. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Smiley's like, Carl's going to be looking for you. He's like, everybody's looking for me. Patrick, <laughs> <laughs> you're going to have to chime in at some point. I have unpaid Bill in my notes. Oh, that's when uh, Preeti was like, Bill, anyone call you Oh, yeah. Bill? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, no. Because <laughs> none of my friends are 40-year-old dads. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I have this on here. I guess I looked it up. Uh, Percy is Tinker. Hayden is Taylor. Bland is Soldier. Toby is Poor Man, who gets left out of his title because fuck him. And uh, <laughs> Smiley is Beggar Man, who also gets out. But I guess he's all goes by. Um, you know. Yeah. All goes. I guess that was in later, so we would have had that anyway. Um, Patrick, you're being real quiet. 
That's funny. Your name of the main characters with the title of the movie. Who is the character? All of them. Beggar Man. Smiles. Why do you call him Smiles? I don't know. Sounds cooler. No, it doesn't. (laughs) Do you think it sounds cooler, kid? I like Smiley better. Yeah, right on. Um, And now we go back to British headquarters. Actually, no, wait, yeah, we'll... We won't take a break yet. We'll get to a certain point, and then we'll take a break. Um, we go back to British headquarters, where we have a fleet of secretaries that send uh, phone calls, um, and they intercept one that uh, basically reveals that Ricky Tar is back in London, baby. Yeah. Austin Powers. Right? Yeah. Remember that movie? Yeah. Which one of them? And they they report the information back to Outerline. Um and he's like, ooh, I'm mad. I'm with that boy. Um, Grab him up. And uh, after this next bit will be our break, our break point. Um, Smiley says, Peter, you need to go to headquarters and bring back the duty officer's logbook from the night um, that, uh, Remember. that Ricky called. Yeah. Um, and he tells him, if you're caught, you can't mention me. Yeah. You're on your own at this point. Or you'll be on your own when you're in there. And um, Peter goes off to the headquarters. And um, while he's doing that, um, God, I've already forgotten that character's name. Crap. <laughs> Plain? What? Or is that one guy who we never remember? Helpful boy. Name? Yeah, helpful boy. <laughs> uh, B-boy. B-boy. <laughs> uh, Mendel. <laughs> Don't look it up again. I like B Boy better. <laughs> <laughs> He's at a, a garage or a mechanic uh, called Lansom and Sons Auto. Yeah. It's on here for someone who <laughs> really watched this movie. I'm closer than me. I'm the one recording me having watched it. Uh, and we'll do it back and forth with them. Essentially, throughout this scene, uh, Peter is uh, trying to get into the file room, but the clerk's like, you need to check your briefcase before you can go in. Yeah. And uh, when he goes in, I, I like the look of this building wherever they used it as the set for um, the library because it looks pretty cool. Um, yeah. Shot by Foyt of Van God, I can't <laughs> don't want to fuck up his name, so I'm going to look at it. Uh, Hoyta Van Hoytema is the cinematographer. <laughs> it sounds like a cartoon name. No <laughs> uh, but he's um, he did Dunkirk and uh, Spectre, um, Interstellar. He did her. Watch that. We watched. We could have in the future. <laughs> Whenever you listen to, I've heard. When it. We watched it. I've heard it. Is bad. when we just watched it. <laughs> and according to the time frame right. continuum, space time. Doctor Who. He did uh, let the right one in as well, so that's where he knows Tama uh, from. Huh? Um, but you know, pretty well-renowned cinematographer, I'd say, even especially his last projects. <laughs> uh, I guess he's Chris Nolan's new go-to guy. Um, so, yeah, he gets the file that he needs, and he goes back or uh, back at the auto shop. Um, oh, no, he gets well, a phone call. He does, but I want to. There's a song playing yeah. over at the auto shop. I'm gonna play it. We can important. We can talk about it, but I'm gonna play it. We can talk over it if we want. But it's called Mister Wu's a Window Cleaner. Now, and this sort of just goes hand in hand with why, like. 
this movie seems like it takes place in a time much <laughs> earlier than the like, 1970s. Because why the fuck is this song from 1939 on the radio? What someone requested it. I do. I do remember someone said that they. So I it probably was just Smiley being like, Ah, yes, this will be the time to call. <laughs> okay. Sure. Yeah, that's probably it. Why it's Smiley old timey? Let's not pick a like, Beatles yeah. sort of thing at this point. Maybe it's an oldie station, I don't know. <laughs> but here, I'll play a snippet of it. Led Zeppelin. 70s. Doesn't scream 70s. <laughs> kind of catchy, which I guess is the point. Sort of racist as well. <laughs> George Formby is the same. Popular British comedian. Some suspenders. see it as a song about a guy who has to switch professions after being in one for a long time sort of like our soldiers are now spies essentially um, or you know it's just a random fucking song that they picked I'm sure there might be some reason I think I didn't listen to the commentary but yeah that song's playing on the oh crap they aired it out again alright on the radio when um, our b-boy calls the <laughs> Calls the circus, which can you get a direct line into like the apparently maybe in the seventies, different time. They were worried, like it's a uh, outside line calling in. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, let me see, it made me lose my stupid spot again. Uh, sorry, you go ahead. They went and got um, Peter, Peter, and we're like, hey, you got this phone call, mm-hmm. and he's like, I'll come take it, and he's on the phone, and you can hear the music playing in the background. And there's like a shot of the lady taking notes, casting the song. Briefcase for just a minute. Yeah. Um, well, I guess this is after the mechanic is like. Yeah, he's need like pair of some kind. Your gearbox is busted. Mm-hmm. He's like, "Can you fix it?" That's why I brought the car in. And he's like, "No." He's like, "Well, take it to the dealership first. And he's like, "I can't." And he's like, "You got the number for it?" And he's like, "No." Mm-hmm. He's like, "Ah, let me get it." And this was when that's his excuse for needing his briefcase, so he right. can get it out. And then he puts the file that he stole inside his briefcase mm-hmm. while he's getting it. And he's like, okay, there's a number. It's like, thanks, man. Bye. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> uh, yeah, he gets the file that he needs. And um, he's about... Did you like that in this movie? And you sort of already talked, spoke on this, but Patrick, you can also chime in because you're very quiet as always. Uh, did you like how well-oiled a machine that these this team seemed to be? Or yeah, that they're like really again. They didn't I, really waver in terms of like getting what they need. Yeah, again, I feel like it's just Smiley being the best at the job, and that's why he's like in the position he's in and everything. Like he knew exactly what would need to happen and stuff. I mean, Peter and B Boy um, are also pretty good. Yeah, they are. <laughs> Which, this was a good part, because you could tell, like, 
Peter was like I think when he's first getting the stuff to like act like he's giving them the number mm-hmm. uh, I think there was a shot of like his hand shaking a little bit and like they did a good job of showing like this was his first real like or not even his first real like it was a very tense situation for him just because he's stealing from his own people and like yeah. he if he gets caught he's in super trouble and can't get saved yeah he's um, not having a good time right and uh he's about to leave when Esther House yeah says he needs to have a word with him upstairs with uh, Percy and um he says hey can you send my briefcase up in the elevator and then he decides to go and he, or he doesn't decide he has to go with Esther yeah. House and um, in the meeting, he's sort of like being jokey because I get the sense that uh, Peter's pretty well liked in the office. Um, seems pretty popular, sort of like the lady. I thought the I thought the meeting kind of started out feeling kind of nice too. Like it didn't start out hostile, I didn't think, but very quickly turned that way. Yeah, they're having like jokes and stuff of like he has some Arab uh, yeah prospects, and Peter makes some sort of lame joke that no one laughs at. And uh, then he eventually asks him, hey, have you seen Ricky Tarr lately? And Peter still thinks he's, like, joking around. He says, yeah, we have tea every weekend. <laughs> then Percy starts getting serious, and he says, I just accuse you of, like, fraternizing with a guy who we haven't been able to bring in, who murdered one of our people, yeah. who stole a whole bunch of stuff, who just got a whole <laughs> bunch of money in his bank account. And he accuses him of consorting with him. And then Peter's basically just like, oh, my God, I didn't know. Like, <laughs> Obviously, <laughs> like I'm Peter, not working with him. Like, Peter doesn't. <laughs> Like, this isn't in character either. Peter doesn't actually know that yeah. Ricky is back. Um, <laughs> and uh, he's, uh, he says he hasn't seen him. And uh, then he notices, or uh, Percy's like, uh, he, per, oh God, I'm getting so confused, getting choked up. Percy Peters. Percy Peter, Percy boy. Uh, he, he, uh, Ricky received uh, 30,000 pounds yeah. uh, on a wire transfer last week. Thank you, Brady. Um, and says he's turned and now the Russians have sent him back to money the waters and spread nonsense yeah um, if you see him tell us immediately and no one else and uh, uh, Peter's like right fine I will just get off my back I didn't know jerks yeah <laughs> and um, at this point let's get ready to go into part two and do we have anything to say about the movie so far in terms of Exciting! Look at all this stuff has happened. So much has happened, but you know, you could. I see. I assume both of you guys are going to be bored to tears by this movie. <laughs> uh, Patrick, were you pretty bored during it? Or? Mm, not, not necessarily. There's just so much going on. Yeah. It was a good movie. It's almost Dune-esque in terms of all the things that they have to get through. It obviously executes it a little bit better than Dune. <laughs> by a little bit, I mean by a large margin. Um, <laughs> But you could definitely see the need for like a handout for this movie for <laughs> all the characters because there are a lot of them and all of them are important too, which yeah. is why we're having a long time, like, or it's taking us a long time to get through this. Um, so yeah, we're going to take a quick break in your time, but in our time, we're just going to keep going. So hopefully we've convinced you to come back for part two. Yeah. If not, then I don't want to know you and I hope that you don't come back. But come back, come back so we can figure don't out. Come back if you don't want to. Come back so we can figure out who the mole is. Have we not said already? And this like, underground mystery detective chase podcast. It's fine. Moles are fun. They're not detectives, they're moles. Oh. Same thing. 70s British hashtag. 
Come back. Aubrey Plaza. I don't know why I said that. <laughs> she should play Smiley. <laughs> She's just as emotional as <laughs> Yes. <laughs> um, okay, yeah. Uh, we are going to take a break now.